are live. What's up, everybody? Investor Thrive Nation. This is the Painless Flipping Podcast. I got a guest on here. You guys don't even know how lucky you are today to have Nathan Hardy on here. What's up, brother? Yo, what's up? Yo, for everybody, if you don't know who Nathan Hardy is, he is a rocker. He's a legend. And he <laughs> is the, would you say the lead guitarist, lead singer of Microwave? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's amazing. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you on here, man. And a lot of people are probably like, what is a rocker doing on an investor podcast? Well, we I'll all got you guys- to invest, you know, we all got to invest our, our we- rock money in. gotta invest your rock money and for everybody if you don't know about microwave go check them out they got some sick songs and uh i was just gonna show this guitar everybody i got this guitar nathan he says he said it was all right he says it's a good one that looks like a sick guitar sick all right man well everybody we got nathan hardy on here because i've known nathan hardy my whole life pretty much we grew up we wore pull-ups together remember that night dude yeah yeah, the huggies we were yeah yeah we we did a sleepover once and i was embarrassed i was rocking the huggies and he (laughs) then he's like dude you wear pull-ups too and i think we were like 10 years old or something (laughs) (laughs) no we were like 14 bro (laughs) yeah but hey, it just shows you that even if you're rocking the huggies at an age that is a little old, you can still make it in life. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, we got him on here. And the reason I bring him on here is because the goal of the Painless Flipping Podcast is to show people that in order to succeed in life, you got to go through some pain, but you can avoid that pain or as much of it as possible if you just learn from other people's experiences. So today we're going to learn from Nathan Hardy's experience of how he started rocking out in his bedroom and with his guitar. I remember that day when you were rocking out, you said you got, when did you get that guitar? Uh, I was in fifth grade and I got a guitar for Christmas. There you go. I just kept playing. Just kept playing. So he's going to talk. We're going to talk about how he got started rocking out in fifth grade. Just kept playing. And now where you at right now, brother? I am at the Greek in Los Angeles. Not for my own show, but but with my my girlfriend is uh, merch managing for Wise Blood. And they're playing at the Greek tonight, which is that venue from the Russell Brand movie. There you go. So so he went from rocking out and his guitar to hanging out with his girlfriend as she sells merch. (laughs) which is even which is even more highly uh, regarded, you know. <laughs> I love it. Well, we want to talk about your journey of the persistence uh, of keep going of, of going on cuz dude, I remember from rocking out in 5th grade to keep on playing, then you had uh, you rocked out in uh, high school and you know, some people were probably like, "Yo, why is this dude selling CDs? Ain't nobody going to buy the CDs or whatever people were saying." And you just kept going, bro. I feel like I wrote a lot of real bad music for a long time before I was able to write something that I actually like. <laughs> well, this is the thing, brother. The music, I totally get that. But the persistence is amazing, right? Like, you probably could have given up anytime, right? Yeah. What kept you going? I guess there's just not anything else that I care about that much. <laughs> yeah, you like you like it. It's, it's this or just like sit around and and uh do nothing and try try to move out to the woods and you know grow (laughs) grow food to survive or something (laughs) like an office job i feel like i would get bored really fast and i would your options were uh rock out or grow food in the woods just to survive (laughs) those are two options yeah (laughs) well i think that's an easy choice you gotta rock i'm still on the grid you know uh-huh. existence society is a rocker i love it bro maybe one day i'll be off the grid you know move down to mexico i think it's a goal of all of ours to get off the grid or at least know we can you know to survive for me i'm like i'd like to know that i don't need to survive off of uh you know society i get i'd like to just be able to survive off of like chickens or something for sure 
Hey, man, chicken is good. So, Nathan, tell us a little bit. Let's take it back to the beginning, man. Do you have any stories or anything you remember from uh, your journey about getting started? Anything that was difficult in the beginning? Or was it all easy? I mean, I think uh, I think for one, I've always had a lot of, like, performance anxiety, like being uh, nervous about going on stage and everything, especially back when we first started my my current band, Microwave. You were uh, nervous, bro? For real? Oh, yeah. I mean, just it, it's always nerve wracking to go out in front of people. It's probably more nerve wracking when you're a young band and you're going out to play for like 14 people because <laughs> it, it's really just you and them just sitting there staring at each other. And, and if one of them leaves, then you're like, dang, there's only 13, dude. <laughs> Like eight percent of the people just left. <laughs> yeah, that's some quick math. I know you're good at math. Well, it's, dude, you know what's really interesting is like you're you're extremely smart. You what did you on the ACT or SAT? You did really well. Like, tell me, tell us about it. You did I got well on the ACT. I, I did. I was I was good at school. I I think I, I I really didn't enjoy school. I feel like you might not have enjoyed school that much either. <laughs> not at all. Well, what? Do you, sorry, I, it broke up when you said what you got in the ACT or SAT. What was it? Thirty five on the ACT. And what's the highest you can get? Thirty six. Oh, you got a thirty five, and you're like, nah, man, I'm a rocker, live in the woods. <laughs> I went to college for two years, and uh, and I was like, this is not for me. Well, bro, you're at BYU, and I think you had a roommate that was putting sticky notes on your dirty dishes, wasn't he? Uh, he was not liking my lifestyle. That's for sure. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm just trying to be a rocker over here. <laughs> just trying to rock out, and he's like, dude, you're gonna have to do those dishes. Or I'm gonna put them on your bed. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what that guy's up to, bro. I wonder. Yeah. Mac Mac lives. <laughs> cool dude. Cool yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out to shout out, out to him. Mac lives too. Yeah. His name was Mac Lips. Yeah, like L I P P S. <laughs> that isn't that's a good rocker name, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, all right, man. So you went you did really good at school and you probably could have been anything you want. Well, you could have been anything you wanted in the world, but that just wasn't uh, in the world of like I guess work and the traditional sense of let me be an accountant or whatever. Was there anything that you were sort of interested in while you're in college or was it all kind of forget? I, I thought about going to school for audio engineering which I, hmm. I actually do now i record bands and i have a studio built out of my apartment and stuff and i recorded all of our new record that's going to be out soon and stuff and hmm. a lot of our last record and whatnot uh, so that's I, amazing. I have i kind of have ended up pursuing the thing i was going to go to school for anyways but, but i just kind of taught myself at home and like watch master classes and stuff hmm. i've been doing that for like eight years or so now Oh dang! Something like that. So I got I got two questions from that. Is uh, one is do you feel like people just automatically assume that rockers like you or other people in the band that just aren't that smart because they're not pursuing like a normal not, I wouldn't say normal but that other fill a job or do you think that's just that's not true? I think within like the ecosystem that we exist in, people think rockers are probably smart because you got to you know write songs and stuff, <laughs> which is <laughs> hard to write write song write things you know have you used chat gpt to write a song yet i've tried it didn't work very well no, doesn't have the flavor the nathan hardy flavor doesn't have the flavor for sure i've even tried to feed it like lines of that i already had and stuff see if it could like work off the lines i've had but it's just not i'm not that scared <laughs> ai taking over the songwriting industry <laughs> Sure. bro also like it hasn't lived the life that you've lived to, to write those <laughs> lyrics regurgitates things that are have already been said and stuff so it's just not 
it's not going to do anything new or novel or whatever. I right. feel like. So my second question is the you're rocking out in your studio in your apartment. How are how's that working with all the other neighbors? Are they like, can you turn that down? Sometimes if it's like three in the morning, you know, <laughs> my neighbor downstairs will text me and be like, hey, can you stop? <laughs> Most of the time they're pretty chill about it. They're 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 real chill neighbors. They're real chill, dude. You just won't turn them in for whatever they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you won't rat me, I won't rat you out. So let's talk about um Again, the perseverance factor, like was microwave the only band that you started or have you done other bands and it just didn't work out? I had the high school band Ferris Fowl back in the day and uh, I'm not super, I I think my songwriting skills then were way less than they are after doing it for like 15 years. (laughs) But uh, I mean, I I wrote those songs and I was like 14 that we played, but yeah. And uh, yeah, no, but the, the, this is the first band that I did. I came home from from being a Mormon missionary and started it in 2013. And then, yeah, no, if you stuck with it, we're, we're about to put out our fourth album and stuff now. We've toured. We, we, we started touring about like four months out of the year or so, starting in like 2015. Aside from aside from the uh, pandemic years. Uh, yeah, you we, didn't you didn't tour then. Yeah, you, there was no touring for a couple years, but all the other years since then, we've we've been out for like four months out of the year and stuff. So it's been a lot of it's a lot of work being on tour too, especially when you got to tour in a van. You don't get to sleep a lot and stuff because they'll they'll route the tours like the headlining band will, for a lot of the tours will will be in like they'll like s- sleep in a bandwagon and have someone who like <laughs> drives them overnight and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're actually about to start doing it for the first time this fall or whatever, but we haven't had enough money to do it in the past. And uh, so we were following these tours in a van. So you got to load out at like midnight or 1 a.m. venue, And then you have to be at the next venue the next day at like 3 p.m. in the afternoon to load in and do your stuff. So if you have to drive like eight hours, it's like you, you literally can't even sleep for more than like five hours. It's like being like deployed in the military or something for, for like four or five weeks while you're out. <laughs> If you're trying to do like a van, if you're trying to be in a van on a bus tour anyways. That sounds rough, man. Why do you do it? And we did that. We did that like probably like nine U.S. tours like that. What's the benefit of the tour? Is it just getting in front of people and you're like, you know, building your fan base? Do you do you enjoy playing in front of people or wouldn't it sounds like you should just not do that? Like what's the benefit? (laughs) Yeah, I would for sure. If I was if I was to start a band again, I would wait to tour. I would just try to spread the music on the internet first and wait to in the time that we started being a band and stuff it was still the custom of bands to try to grow the band through touring and everything like Mm. people hear you at the shows and then become listeners of the band and stuff but in my experience the internet is usually where people find music so so i feel like you could just wait like as opposed to going around and trying to tour and play to like 14 people in a room, like, like what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I found 14 new listeners there, but you could probably find 14 n- n- new listeners in like one Instagram post or something that gets oh. shared. Well, but, bro, uh, we, we already got 14 people that have, are listening to this. So I think, I think we got, we're, we got to take got 14 new listeners right here. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Well, it, Hey, so going back all the time that you spent on the road, if you're able to just maybe market your music or get on more podcasts or do something on the internet, you're saying that you would probably do that versus the, uh, touring. Is that right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely hard to do those van tours and, uh, and 
especially at the beginning when you play to only a few people in, in like a house in someone's basement or whatever. I mean, it's fun. It's definitely yeah. really fun, but you end up, you know, you have to party every night just to get by because <laughs> everyone around you is partying. So every night you're partying and you're like, some nights you might not want to party, but that's what everybody's doing. By like week two, you're like, you're like exhausted. Cause you're just like, I can't, I can't party anymore. <laughs> I partied too hard and I got to rock out. I remember I went to one of your shows and I could barely understand a word you were saying up there. And I think you were partying too hard. I, I before, think, dude. Yeah, you, you came to a show that I, I partied particularly hard that day. <laughs> one of the hardest I've ever partied. Yeah. You're like, dude, that, that, that wasn't the best show that we ever played. That's for sure. I think we sound a lot better now than we did. That also is a thing that will come from doing a bunch of touring that maybe you don't get if you, if you just try to spread the music on the internet is you just get the exercise of playing a bunch after there's like the Malcolm Gladwell book that has like the, uh, 10,000 hour rule or whatever like if, if you spend that much time at any activity then you'll become a master of it or whatever but that's so true though it's so true for 10,000 hours now so I've played live a lot now so I, yeah. I'm, I'm not as nervous to, to play live anymore and stuff and I feel I feel more like relaxed on stage and, and, and can do a little better with my singing and whatnot <laughs> yeah man so i i've been listening to a book called fearvana i don't know if you've ever heard about it but it basically says that like people the fear or the anxiety before performing or doing anything actually helps you that fear and that that feeling actually helps you perform well better. like better better yeah. because you're like i think he gave an example of like an nba player that like threw up before every game but every game he would just go crush it right because he because his body was like getting him his adrenaline going and like getting ready for the uh, event and then one day he was like i think actually it was for a couple weeks he just like would t zone everything out and he would just wouldn't think about it and he'd just go out and play without like psyching himself up or thinking about it and he just sucked and it yeah. was like he was terrible at it and it, they basically said that like the the fear and the anxiety that we feel gets us prepared to, to freaking rock out so it might must be it might be a good thing but it, unfortunate yeah. that you gotta face it i always have to go pee like five times in, in like the half hour before we play i'm like it's like a nervous you know oh I, it, I'm always real nervous. And then you step out and after like song two or three, when you can tell that there's no sound issues and stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I can finally like re relax and whatever. <laughs> well, that's mad respect, dude, to put yourself in that situation continuously that you're like, I, I'm going to feel this anxiety. A lot of people like when they feel like that or that nervous, they, they give up. They're like, I don't like this. I felt the same way when I wrestled. I'd be like, oh, shoot, I got all these people watching. You know, I'm nervous. I might get pinned. And then as soon as the lights come on or the whistle starts, you're like, it's all gone, right? Right, yeah. Feeling like if you go for a run, like while you're running, you're, you're kind of like, man, it, this is really stressful, but you feel really good after after the run's over. Like I always feel really good after we play, if we played well and everything. That's yeah. like re reward of playing. But like while I'm playing, it's it's like I got to concentrate super hard to do what I'm doing. So, so it's a little bit nerve wracking and stressful or whatever, but it's a good stress, I think. Like Yeah, you, of you course. You got to stress yourself out sometimes in order to... Uh, do things worthwhile <laughs> no it's so true it's so true man i think a lot of people that try to avoid those difficult things and not trying to progress in their life like they don't have that meaning right they don't feel yeah. like waking up every morning but you you're like and i know this is gonna suck but it's gonna be worth it same thing with business right like i'm doing a business and a lot of people might be like oh he's doing great it's like dude this is hard work whether you made it or not you've always got to keep going and progressing and it's probably kind of the same thing with your band and also with your sound equipment stuff. Like, you know, it took time. You had, you're continuously progressing. It's not worth it if it wasn't hard. Yeah, for sure. Tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about, um, you know, 
you're crazy. <laughs> craziest show of it i want to know like is was there anything that happened that was just wild where you just sat back and you're like what's going on like at one of your shows uh there, i mean there, there's been cool tours that, that we've gotten to do where i'm like if we never get to do another tour or if we never become any bigger as a band I, at least i got to do that tour i just did or whatever did warp tour in 2017 and uh toured with uh jimmy e world if you know that band like, yeah you know, yeah yeah, in, in 2018, which is one of my favorite bands, like that got me playing the style of music that I play and everything. Really, that was cool to be able to tour with, you know, my my influences. Did you uh, get to get tight with them, or was it not really like you get to hang out with them? Uh, they've been a band for a long time. Like the their big album was like 2002, I think, the, with like the radio hit songs, like the It Just Takes Some Time. It'll go, you're in the middle of. The not to say that it's a great song. Yeah, that song's sick. Uh, so, so they've been touring since then. And so by the time we toured with them, it had been like, you know, 18, 20, 25 years or something to touring. So that, so they've they've toured with a lot of bands and, and they were in a bus too. There were a few nights, like the last night in, in uh, Austin, Texas at Stubbs, where, where they were out chilling and stuff. And it was cool to be able to chill with them too, yeah. Are you able to fanboy a little bit? Like, hey, can I get an autograph or is that weird? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> gotta be a pro you know you got gotta put off that pro like when people aren't looking you're like hey man we sign this for you real quick (laughs) (laughs) he's like all right bro so let's talk about your what you're trying to accomplish because you know a lot of people when they they start something they have a goal in mind what's your goal are you trying to do play at a specific place release a certain amount of albums like what are you trying to accomplish i think trying to see how how far we can take it now uh just like see how how big of an audience we grow and how how dope of songs we can make i'm for sure focused on trying to write songs and try to write songs that are better than previous songs and whatnot Hmm. trying to see where where we can take the music and and whatnot like see what kind of sounds we can make and you know we, we have like higher energy music and more chill music we have a pretty wide range and it, mm. it, it's uh, rewarding to me to find new things where it's like, you know, I kind of, I like that too. How that sounds. Like, yeah. It doesn't sound quite like what we've done in the past or whatever. Is it? That's a fun, fun element of it for sure. Like it's not, like, it's not a job where you do the same thing every day. It's, it's changing. Each song that I write is always a different, uh, you know, songwriting process and everything. Like what layers it starts with or lyrics or not. Sounds like a lot of work goes into that. A lot of work goes into that, but it's it's also rewarding, fun work. So let me ask you this. If you found out like a certain style that people loved and you just it got you so famous, but you didn't like playing it, would you play it? Uh, I think it depends on how much they're paying you to play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. I think a lot of people feel that way too. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of artists that are like, that have been doing it for a long time that that probably wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't uh also a source of income and whatnot of course that makes sense <laughs> but, yeah. but, but like you know so far i also just enjoy playing the songs just to be out and with the people if you will you yeah. know yes okay so the goal is to see how far you guys can go is there a certain time that you you want to do it forever bro what's what's uh until I think of something something better to do, I guess. I haven't thought of anything better to do yet. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I you got the skill. I don't have a time limit per se, but there is other stuff that you know I'm 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 trying to explore doing too. Like I think I might go go work on a a boat in Alaska next summer and fish. Really? really? It, it's a dope job too. And and I and I rig now too. Like I work at a state state farm arena in Atlanta, and we like hang motors from from the rafters to that that hold up like the lighting truss and the speakers. And oh, stuff got it, got it. For for like the big shows at arenas. So, so, so you're up in the air like 150 feet ever, and you drop down a rope. It's not quite 150 feet, but it's pretty. Wow. I think it might be actually. Is uh, that the job you told me you got with the W-2 income? Is that the one? Or no, that's that. That's also like a 1099 self-employment job. Yeah, got it. All of my jobs are yeah. I work for myself for all of them. Yeah, doesn't that suck? How like you're 1099, and then they're they it's so hard to get qualify for a, a loan. Yeah, because you try to write off all. Oh uh, yeah. And, and you're, make, <laughs> you write off that whole van everything you can that every expense oh yeah dude so i'm curious you've done the research you've spent the time but what makes someone be successful in music versus another like for example i've listened to your music great music i like it other people that i say get the fame or like uh make it right they're not as good what makes that happen is it just getting discovered in a, a random basement what what happens i think it just some some music just make the connection with people and and uh it's always hard there, there's a lot of different kinds of people and everything and, and there's a like a lot of ways that your band can b- become popular too like no two artists uh success stories are the same or whatever like you got some people who made a song and it blew up on twitter and then all of a sudden they're doing really well and stuff uh or or there's people that build the band like a uh, modest mouse is an example where they tour played to played small shows for like 10 years before they did anything really before they had like you know big success or whatever the formula it's not like a hey do x get you know get do this and get that formula that is is like a universal thing it's it's all it like it it depends on the artist which is a, I, I think part of why it's cool i mean it's it's like in a way like if you start any like small business like a hot dog stand or whatever or like a vegan fried chicken place or <laughs> Uh, like if you want to grow your business or like the path to becoming successful and opening more restaurants, there's just like a lot of different ways you can do it. You can, you know, sell the, sell it as a franchise to like a big company, or you can like open your own locations and you sort of like define how you want to do it. It's a really like a case by case basis kind of thing. No, that totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, I didn't know if there was like something where it's like, hey, do this, like do enough podcasts or do enough stuff and then you'll get noticed. But yeah, no, there, there's always new new trends that, that people will be like, oh, you got to be on TikTok in this. Mm. And, but I think ultimately a lot of times you, your music spreads through word of mouth and everything. And if which I mean is is for sure charged. A lot of people hear about stuff on the Internet now through, you know, right. TikTok, Instagram and whatever. So are you on all those platforms? On yeah. all like every platform there is TikTok, We're, Instagram. That hasn't really been our biggest place where we've found people. We we actually have just kind of uh, grown through playing a bunch of shows and stuff over mm-hmm. and and through like word of mouth. I think that's probably still the main way that you gain like actual real fans of a band is is through people that like find the music on Spotify or whatever and just like really enjoy it and listen to it a lot and stuff and and those are the kind of people that will come to shows for forever and whatever like they that they make it so you have like a an actual solid long-term career or whatever yeah there, there's a lot of bands that, that had like a like hit single but then stopped mm. 
being an artist or whatever, like a few years later, like th throughout history. Bismarcky, bro. Bismarcky. <laughs> All through the 2000s, there was a bunch of, you know, the rock hits. It's hard to get to the top and to, to build your band or whatever. And it's even harder, I've heard, to stay there, you know. You got to wow. keep, keep making, like, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Mm. So. So if you don't just like keep working really hard and keep trying to like write better songs and stuff, you're going to wear it. And, and that's also stressful because if you work too hard, you'll get burnt out. <laughs> so find that balance and that's a really hard balance to find for sure. Wow. You're dropping some gems that I think like correlate and, and they go throughout all business, bro, or all, all oh. endeavors that people try to do because you're saying it's hard to get to the top. It's hard to stay at the top. And yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing with real estate. Like, yeah, bro, you might get to the top, but if you don't continue sharpening your skills, the the environment and the market changes all the time. So if you yeah. get used to like one lead source or you get used to one style, it might not work in a couple. Like, I'll give you an example, like RVM, Ringles voicemail. Have you ever gotten a, a voicemail on your phone where you're like, I, I didn't get a call and someone's just like left you a voicemail? Has that ever happened yeah. to you? Yeah. So that's a lead strategy that a lot of people used to do. They would just, it's called the ringless voicemails. They would just drop tons of voicemails on people's phones saying, Hey, call me back. I want us to buy your house. But that's like, now if you get caught, you get freaking wrecked and not a lot of people do it because it's against the law. Oh, it's a go. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can litigation. They can come at you and be like, Hey, you know, you're not allowed to do that. So it's just interesting. Like if that was your play and that you rocked it and, and you crushed it for like however long, but yep. that's all you knew how to do. And you dipped, you, you ain't surviving. That makes sense too. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, you got to be on the top of your game always, man. Yeah. You have to push yourself and try different things and stuff. Because otherwise you'll become like how, how everyone view, view, views old people where you uh, can't adapt anymore. So, so you're just like, well, how do I use my phone? Like, Come on, old man. Come on, old man. I, you know how to do this. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the truth. So that's why I respect your journey. And that's why I want to bring you on here is, uh, you know, the, the constant progression, constant trying to be the best. And the fact that you like what you do helps you do that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that might be maybe talented and maybe hit it once, but they don't keep it going and they're gone. It's a lot of work too. A lot of people think that they're going to feel like the reward from having having success of people listening to their music and stuff. And the reward is cool, but you have to be like self-motivated for sure to do the amount of work that's required to like keep doing it. Because even after, you know, you start to sell out shows and stuff, there's just a lot of behind the scenes, like merch ordering stuff. You got you to keep making new merch designs because that's the main source of income and stuff. And there's a lot of, you got to practice a lot, you know, it's just a lot of work, you know. What kept you going this whole time? I mean, you've been rocking since fifth grade. So what's kept you, you know, motivated, that self-motivation this whole I time? love music, I think, mostly. I, I just, I, I got lucky and I found something that I, I would do even if I wasn't getting paid for. And I've done a lot not getting paid for it. <laughs> I've, I've put in a lot of time doing it and not getting paid for it already. So I, I feel like I've, uh, yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You found something you, you like to do even if you don't get paid. For example, bro, for me, like I like helping people and working with people and getting people together. And I've thrown a couple events like at my monthly meetup and no one shows up and I'm just chilling there. I'm like, hi, bro. So yeah. it's like, uh, it's true. Like I, I if I didn't like what I did, I'd probably be like, I'm out and this sucks. But uh, not like it. One person shows up, we'll hang out. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
bro, what uh, what can you leave the listeners from Investor Thrive with? Give us a golden nugget. You've given, you've been dropping some good stuff, but give us like one tip, one advice that they can apply in their it's lives. Not, it's not what you do; it's how you do it. All the no. time, universally applies. People are like, "Oh, I got an idea. We can do this," and it's like, it could be a good idea, it could be a bad idea, and it's like all ideas. It could be a good idea or a bad idea. It's just how you it's how you execute it, you know, like it, in most situations, it's, it's, it's not what you say. It's like how you say it and stuff, you know, Bro, I love it. So say it one more time. It's not what you say. It's it's how you say it. And it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Dude, one of my favorite quotes is uh, is from a book that I just read. Um, it's uh, ideas are easy. Execution is everything. So everybody's got an idea. That's easy to be like, hey, this is a good idea. But execution is difficult. It's the same thing, right? It's not like yeah, anybody can say anything, but it's how you do it. And yeah. and that's the business, bro. So many people, hey, man, I got this great idea. It's like, dude, I, hey, throw it in with all the other ideas. Can you get it done? Can you do yeah. it? That's that's it for sure. Crazy, man. Crazy. Well, dude, all, always a pleasure to hang out with you. I'm sorry we weren't able to hang out um, when I just had a baby and you came into town. But uh, yeah. are you going to be back? Are you going to be back in Utah anytime soon? Yeah, I'm going to be back in Salt Lake with uh, Menzingers. We, we have a tour that starts like early November Ooh. and it's going to come through Salt Lake again. I, th I think uh, we're playing Salt Lake in like mid-November, so we should show. Yeah, let's uh, chill. And I'd love to go and uh, rock out with you, man. Support you out there. Buy some merch. I didn't know merch was the uh, the the key, dude. You're saying oh, merch is definitely the main source of income for artists, I think. Really? I, I mean, yeah, mostly, yeah. You sell, sell merch online and stuff, too, and sell merch at shows. Bro, I need to rock your merch. Playing shows from, from merchandise than from, like, what the venue play, uh, like, what the guarantee is from the venue or whatever, for sure. No. Okay, well, you guys heard it here first. You want to support Nathan Hardy, buy some merch. That's right. Hit up the link tree on our uh, at microwave ATO on Instagram. I'm going to pull it up right now just so everyone knows what it looks like. Uh, let's see. So it's at it's microwave ATL. Is that right? That's right. 53,000 followers, bro. Nice, bro. <laughs> You're going strong, dude. Did all those 50? Would that, would that be awesome? Well, I mean, obviously. This is a dumb question, but have 53,000 people bought merch yet? Or do they all need to step up? Uh, It's possible. I don't Bro, know. We need to run a campaign to everyone here and just say, everyone just buy one shirt. Just buy one hat or whatever. One microwave shirt until I'm rich. <laughs> so this it, is everybody. You can go here. Until I thrive, you know? Hey, invest until you thrive. Let's do it. Let's look at this. So you got the link tree. Where do you buy a shirt? You got merch. Got merch there. Oh, the, yeah, that's good yeah. stuff, man. The Blunt Man T-shirt. What's that? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's a blunt. He's smoking a blunt. Is yeah, that one? for sure? Because that's what that's that's the name of the game. You gotta be you gotta be finding cool merch designers. We got guys in Spain and all over the place. There's sound checking now, so we got louder. Oh yeah, man. Well, hey everybody, like check out his merch. Nay, I'm gonna buy some merch probably just wait till you get here so i can just buy what's actually better to buy it at the concert you play or buy it online honestly maybe online because there's merch cuts at venues and stuff but uh it doesn't really matter either way it's not that dude i like this one with the dead rabbit <laughs> <laughs> that was dope classic, classic design let me ask you this because this is important are the shirts good quality or are they like that gilded oh. trash 
for no for for sure we get we get high quality shirts and stuff well there's there's a lot of different gildan makes a lot of different shirt styles yeah so they they do have some quality ones i I think a lot of it is on gildan we got some some of us on the comfort colors the the tie-dye shirts are something else which is in they're really nice too yeah you're right gildan obviously has different tiers but i got uh one a shirt back in the day and i just like their brand brand, basic one and i washed it and i'm like dang this thing this thing just feels like sandpaper now yeah yeah we're we're more or less just the shirt company and the music is (laughs) emotional like uh it's just for the marketing of the merch you know bro i never thought of that but yeah you guys just run a sick shirt company and you play music to get people to buy the shirts now that's a model that's a business model that is how you do it that is like it's not what you do it's how you do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's that place hm h&m or something they they just start a band the h&m yeah. band <laughs> yeah there's actually a lot of like uh like h&m and other places have been selling shirts that look like band shirts and stuff and just say something cool on them dude they're Where trying to they're trying they, to cut you out bro like courage and it'll make it look like a band uh, and they use the same types of styles as they'll have on band shirts and everything they're trying to cut you out yeah all right, brother. Well, again, a pleasure. And everybody that's watching this or will watch this, go on over to Microwave ATL on Instagram. Go buy a shirt. Help my brother out. Thank you, bro. Always a pleasure, Nathan. Thank you, always, brother. Always a pleasure, Nathan. That's right. Later, bro. <laughs>